Blog Talk Radio. Join us as we travel into the inner workings of John Cheney's mind. Beyond Midcourt is another dimension, a dimension of pressure, a dimension of coverage, a dimension of mind. You're moving into a land, two slow-footed white guys, incapable of playing man-to-man, of help-side defense and active hand. You've just crossed half-court into the matchup zone. We're like having mega technical difficulties now. I, I don't. Did I hook everything up right? Like, I don't know. I think we're on. This is the Intro ever. I think we're on. I think we are on. We're whatever. We're not on. Are we Can on? Someone let us know if we're yeah, on. Yeah, I have no idea. Our show like exploded uh, about ten minutes ago. Lost a little power, uh, and we everything just went haywire after that. So hopefully we're on. Uh, yeah. So Mike and Kevin. If, if not, let us know so we can catch into this Cowboys Giants <laughs> game, please. Seriously. So uh, yeah, we're back from our two week hangover. Mike was. Uh, Mike drank beer I was, for the second time, or for the second time in a year. Yeah, so we actually had to uh, take a two-week hiatus or a week hiatus so we can recover. So uh, we're glad he's back and healthy and uh, and doing good. Well, I'm back. Glad <laughs> he's back. All right, so uh, you know, fun little show planned for tonight. We're uh, going to talk a little bit about now what we missed last week because uh, we weren't able to get the show on. I mean, the Eagles played, and then uh, listen, it's tough. Uh, for Mike and I to get out there and do the show in the week, we have kids, we have jobs, and uh, the week becomes pretty hectic. So, wasn't able to get out there and do the do the show this week. So, uh, and with the Sunday night game, it was it was tough. But we're back and uh, looking forward to uh, to a good show. Now, Mike, the one big thing that was from last week, and I know we're going to touch on old subjects, but uh, the New York, uh, what is it? The New York Post posting the picture of the the guy. Now it's been talked to death, and I don't really want, want to talk about it. But your boy Mike Missanelli, you know, with the tweet. Now a lot of people are saying he just he's he's pulling, you know, covering his tracks, and and he really didn't didn't act like that. What, or what, what did he, he say? Like, hey, he Cruz, sa- try to dance. Yeah, he's like trying to, to dance the, now, try like to do the salsa now, or so, it's like uh, it's like cruise cruise out or something like try to that. do the try to dance now. Yeah, like dance to that or something and like Mike that. Mike Missanelli, he's just a total idiot. Like I like I like Mike Missanelli, but you have to understand when you're in the public, like you just can't say anything like that. You cannot. I mean, he's been suspended. He's been suspended multiple times for saying dumb things. Why would you say that if you're Mike Missanelli? I just don't get why these people like you cannot say certain things. Here's if you're why. in the public eye, you just cannot do that. Because people are like so arrogant. I mean, the 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 sports media, it's just so it's so arrogant. I mean, look at us. Our show exploded, and you know we're 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 just calm and collected. Like people have these big I egos. Hope we still get paid. 
From who? I have a dollar in my I have a dollar in my sock. Uh people are just big egomaniacs when they when they go through it's like could you imagine if like something like this happened like the yelling that the producers it would just be like freaking out. We're just like, "All right, it happened." Like shit happens. Like what are you going to do? You just you just deal with it and hope you have a good show from there. But like people the egos on these guys like they think they can say whatever they want and they're just untouchable and like the world's just going to be, you know, everyone's just going to be happy and uh, it, <laughs> it just doesn't work like that. So it's it's uh it's pretty frustrating to kind of hear these these people uh, act like that and, and kind of think that they can get away with anything. So I don't know. Missing Ellie, I, I lost a lot of respect for him. I listened to him. I stopped listening to him after that just because like the ego and then the kind of backtrack. I just think they say he's, he's, he saw it and he, he saw the guy drop a touchdown pass and he was like going like that. Like you're going to say that when, right. when he drops, when he like, like doesn't like, catch a touch, doesn't catch a hard pass. Like, like, you know, like, like that guy knew right away that he, that he tours with teller attendance. Yeah. Come on. By the way, Mike Missanelli is a total liar and he, he's just a couple, about a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago, he was off the air and he claimed that oh, yeah, he yeah. claimed he was out because he fell on the ice. His, he opened his car door, he slipped on the ice, he fell into the door, jammed his hit ribs, and hit his head on the car. Mm-hmm. And he had, like, black eye, and he claimed he really got... Well, little does he, little does he know that my buddy, who's a lawyer, told is me... This how, is, this gonna, is this, like, legal? Is this, no, no, no. Is this my buddy, patient confidential? My, my, my buddy, who's a lawyer, uh-huh. told me that another buddy who's a lawyer, uh, a lawyer, a friend lawyer... Um, Please, in the background, can we be quiet there? So, um, my buddy told me he had a lawyer friend who his sister was dating Mike Missanelli. Uh The real story came. The real story is he made that whole thing. He slipped on the ice. The real story is he got in a fight with some dude um, who was trying to hit on his girlfriend, and the dude just beat Missanelli up. Wow. So he makes up a story that he falls on the ice. And it's just funny because he comes on the next day and says, oh, he slipped on the ice because he was out for a couple of days. But little does, he, little does he know, this dude in Cherry Hill actually knows the real story, <laughs> that he got beat up by some dude for hitting on somebody's girlfriend. <laughs> what a fraud he is. Wow. There's a lot of those in, in like the Philadelphia sports media. I feel like people are just kind of – they just they, they have this persona and they just they, – they'll make up anything to, to kind of keep this keep this image. I don't know. Like, if I got beat up, like I'd be like, "Yeah, got my ass kicked." Like, oh, our a friend of ours got, got my ass kicked again. Yeah, our friend of ours got, you know, got beat up. Like, what happened? Well, got, got beat up. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's not like there's like this this demoralizing thing. Like, yeah, I got my ass kicked. Oh well. Like, I move. Life moves on. I just don't understand the lies and like this like secretive and all this cryptic and uh, that one was the worst. I mean, you know, to to attack someone who's hurt. And that's that. It just gives Philadelphia sports fans a bad name. It's what makes people hate Philadelphia. And then, like we said before, Philadelphia gets such a bad rap when all these people are just, you know, you get a few a few bad seeds, and you're going to get that anywhere. I mean, the guy from San Francisco. If you saw that fight, it looked like the you know the guy like cold cocked him. It happens. Fights happen everywhere. Things like that happen everywhere. Yeah, but for that guy from the New York Post to put that on the on the like that's the, it's the, trash the, magazine. the editor should be. Yeah, the publisher and editor should just be fired for actually putting that on the air. Just total bush league to write that. Just take your beating like a man. You got beat twenty-seven nothing, and you go from there. That's that's all. Now the the other story coming out that the guy's prosthetic leg was. Do you know? Did you ever see that guy, Kev, who stands out, who sits in that like motorized cart outside the vet, 
and outside um or not the vet outside Lincoln Financial and outside Citizens Bank. He, he's an African American guy in a motorized uh, cart who has a prosthetic leg, and he's always out there singing the Eagles fight song and singing, and he just basically wants tips from people yeah. walking by. Well, his prosthetic leg was stolen by by some lady. Yeah. And it turned up on like a septa bus. And what kind of low life creep are you to steal somebody's prosthetic leg? I don't know. And that's what I think. You know, Philadelphia. There's definitely a lot of more douches than there are in other places. I definitely agree with that. Like people have a right to pick on Philly, but at the same, you know, when when you we're talking about stereotyping. I mean, you stereotype everyone together, lump them in. It's like all Philadelphia fans are a holes. It, that's what that's what ends up happening. So I think uh, you, you know you do have the the douchier bunch uh, more so in Philadelphia than I think I've ever seen than I've seen other places. Like how, yeah, that's who steals a prosthetic like like I just don't even think like to me that's like so vindictively mean. Like I just couldn't imagine. Remember just, the you ever watched Sopranos? Yeah. Remember the episode when yeah yeah. yeah. Or whatever. But like it's like. Just like walking up to a random guy and be like, oh, I'm going to take his like, and just, you know, really taking it. it. Like, I get like, no, I don't even get, but I, I you know, if she took the leg and walked down the street and was like, you know, acting like it was a golf club and everyone's like, oh, this is amazing. This is so funny. And then just like throw it off to the side. Dude, unless it's the lamp from uh, Christmas Story, you better not be walking down the street with somebody's leg. Speaking of which, I'm in the sauna today at the gym. And all right. All right. <laughs> I'm in the sauna. Just the continue. Gym. I'm in the sauna. Today. I got nothing. And this guy, we're talking about how, like, at my gym, there's a lot of thefts going on, people breaking the lockers. Well, he said he had his shoes stolen. He said he put his shoes outside the locker room, and got a shower, he comes back, and his shoes are gone. Mm-hmm. And he goes, now, he's talking to me, he says, now, if you look at my feet, and I look at his feet. And shoes he, around? No. And he goes, he had, like, sandals, like, flip-flops on. He goes, my one foot is size 11, my other foot size 7. So he had something, like, deformatively wrong with his feet. Did he have normal shoes? Or was well, he... I said, what do you do for shoes? He goes, I have to buy two pairs Man, all the time. Like, he has to buy a pair of 11s and a pair of tw- uh, 7s. That's rough. He said his golf shoes, though, sometimes he'll write them a letter, like, foot joy, and they'll send them just what he needs. Mm-hmm. But he goes, then, like, a, like the next day he went back, and his sneaks were back in front of the locker, because they're probably like, dude. Wh- because, wh- you, because you realize what a douche you were and yeah, put him back? Yeah, and probably, like, what am I going to do with a size 11 and a size 7? Yeah, that's true. But the guy was like, now, if you look at my feet, I'm looking at his feet. Like, it was pretty freaky. Really? Yeah. I mean, I've never seen, like, like your one foot is always bigger than the other, mm-hmm. but not, like, by four sizes. <laughs> like, Well, I just want to, I want to talk to him because he's writing companies and getting them to, like, yeah. give him special. I wrote Nike. I was just like, hey, can I get, you know, uh, an extra long pair of socks? Or I wrote, like, a jean company. I was just like, hey, do you think you guys can make, like, a 38 inseam? And they're just, like, it was, like, laughable, their response. Well, like how does it, how does here, like small foot Bigfoot get like right, get right. preferential here, treatment? I'm my like biggest, my biggest pet peeve with like, sneaker stores. Pro. My biggest pet peeve with sneaker stores now. I wear a size 13, sometimes a 14, depending on the sneakers. You wear <laughs> on your size, one foot. Yeah, you wear a size 17. 17. But now basketball players are generally what taller, yeah, bigger feet. Uh-huh. You go in a Foot Locker, like you ask for a size fourteen. Sometimes they look at you like, "The hell are you talking about?" Yeah, I just don't. Yeah, like, are you serious, dude? Like, you, these are basketball sneakers. There's people with size, tons of people out there with size fifteen playing mm-hmm. bad, like talk, and they're like, they look at you like, "Nah, the biggest we have on that size is 12. What? But I feel like that like Foot Locker goes more towards kids. Like, I feel like once you get yeah. to high school and stuff, you're ordering team shoes or. You're, you're you're doing that the whole team thing. There's still a thing. ton of people out there who are done playing basketball, just want to play pickup. They yeah. play pickup basketball, or just like they want basketball since they're playing in leagues and stuff. Like you need 
dude, like have an assortment of like size 15s. Now, I understand you're not going to buy, you're not going to have 30 in stock, but like have, you should have a couple in stock. Like, well, I totally agree. And I look at, you know, there's a lot of places that should, like, if you have it online, you should have it in your store. Like, at least, like you said, a few copies. I mean, like, it sucks for me to go shopping anywhere because I'll go to like the big and tall, or I'll go to like Gap. I have to go to like Gap Online. And Gap Online has stuff that fits me. Bless you. Thank you. But, uh, did you did you hit the mute button there? Yeah, you didn't hear it. We, well, I, uh, no, I heard it loud and clear. I think our audience did too. But the uh, you yeah, you, I go to like Gap and like they have Gap Tall online and they send it to me. But it's like I can never go to a store and just be like, let me try this on. Like I've it's like my entire shopping experience takes like a month because it's me trying something on, and be like, nah, this isn't gonna work, and then sending it back, right. and then ordering something else, and trying that. It's like. For me to get something I want, like an outfit that I want, it, it takes like a month. And that's it's kind of bullshit because, you know, you can go to the store. People go to the store and they're just, like you said, footlocker. They can go get a pair of shoes. They can go get everything. It's just like this world's just not meant for, meant, I guess, like it's, it's not big enough. But people are getting bigger and bigger. And, like, you're going to sell LeBron James. <laughs> you're going right. to sell LeBron. We're like, we're having a, isn't it a break? Uh, it's been broken. Oh, okay. So people like LeBron's and Kevin Garnett or Durant's. Yeah. Kevin Garnett have a shoe, but like all these guys, they wear like size seventeen, right. sixteen, and you don't even carry like theirs. It's just it's th- that to me in Foot Locker, like having nothing in se- like you said in fourteen, like a high school kid and is for- fourteen. And forget about going to like a sh- to get like shoes. Oh yeah, forget about that. You well, no you shot. can't even get like normal shoes. I mean, I don't really buy too many normal shoes. I mean, you can, like, but if you go in, like, to a store in the mall, like, try going in Aldo and ask for a size 17. <laughs> That's, I just don't even shop at the mall. I mean, I can't, I can't get anything, so it's just a, it's, it just becomes annoying and a hassle. I just hate – it's just – I don't know. Whatever. But, like, I'm sure there's studies being done where, like, the people are like – it's not the first time they've heard. I'm not the only tall guy who's like, hey, why don't you put bigger sizes in your store? And they're just like – because it's you and like some jackass from New Jersey who are like the only ones who are bugging me about this. So I feel like they're do- you know with with everyone with all the technology and like with all their customer service and stuff like that. I feel like they're they're doing what's going to sell, like what's best for business. But the Foot Locker thing I don't get. To have like the biggest size be a 13 in a basketball shoe, it doesn't make sense. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. So Kev, getting to the NFL today. All right. One thing that became crystal clear to me today watching these games and over the last couple actually over this whole season. Uh-huh. The Eagles Do you have an aha moment? The Eagles have a great shot to be in the Super Bowl this year. A well, great shot. You watch Seattle today losing well, to St. I, I Louis. Mean, Seattle, I think a lot of people are yeah, going to be like, on there. Yeah, but we've been saying for a couple of weeks Seattle is just not they've lost seven starters on the on on the on the on the start. They've lost seven starters. So mm. they're not the same team as they were last year. Correct. The Panthers just stink. Like everyone coming into the season thought the Panthers were they stink. Flat mm-hmm. out stink. The the Cowboys are good. Yeah. They're good. San Francisco. San Francisco beatable. The Eagles, yeah. the Eagles were a yard away. The Eagles played a horrible game. They were a yard, one yard away from winning that game. They played horrible. The Packers are good, but beatable. Yeah. Arizona, good, beatable. Uh-huh. There's nobody this year you go, man, the Saints, you get them on the road. They, the Saints lost again today. You get The Saints can't win on the road. Yeah. They can't win on the road. The Eagles have a great shot. To get to the Super Bowl. 
But I feel like there's the, no, I'm not saying they will. No, but I'm but, saying my hopes are, now. Three four, a month ago, I would have said really now the Eagles aren't a Super Bowl team, and I don't know on a good year if they are like if a higher level of play they are. But this year, I just feel like it, it's wide open. Anybody can get the Super Bowl. The Eagles, why not the Eagles have a good year? Yeah, I, I totally agree. I like the why not you know why not us because I do. I think they uh, you know top to bottom. I think their defense has been as and. That's the funny thing about when Chip Kelly came in, how underrated the defense was. Like Everyone's like, oh, it's all offense, no defense. Their defense had a very good year last year, and they're having even one of the top defenses in the league this year, and everyone's still focused on their offense, which is great for the Eagles because just keep focusing on the offense and don't really worry about the defense, and then you know, you, you, they'll surprise you, and I think they're doing a good job of, uh, of, of you know, stopping teams, and it's become – it's. I'm I'm excited. I don't know if I'm see. I'm like a I'm I'm a wuss like that. Like I'm I'm not ready to claim a Super Bowl or like. No. I just I'm hoping. Like I said, I mean I'm keeping my 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 expectations to let's hope they win a playoff game because that's and I agree. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's I don't know if it's going to be like Tampa Bay where it's Tampa Bay over where you have a chance to get to the Super Bowl when everything is down. Like you don't have that. You, like you said that star. Yeah, yeah. But but who knocked down year, team? Who this year are you going man? If we play them, we have no shot. Mm. You, you, you know, Seattle last year, you would have said that. Yeah. After week one this year, when Seattle just laid it on Green Bay, you would have thought after you would have week thought one, the, same way. Uh, the Seattle, they're going to be this NFC representative, and I don't know if anybody's going to beat them. Well, Green Bay laid it on uh, Carolina today. I mean, yeah, but, dude, Cam Newton stinks. He does. He stinks. He, he stinks. does. Cam Newton stinks. I mean, he, he, he just, he's just not an accurate quarterback. He's, and everyone talks about, oh man, look how big he is. I don't care if he's seven foot three and weighs three hundred pounds. He can't throw the ball. Won't be able to get close. I'll tell you he, that much. He, well, I know, right? He's inaccurate. He cannot throw the ball. He stinks. Yeah. Rodgers is great. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's funny. Like three, four weeks ago, I would have said, "I'm not afraid of Green Bay at all." Now, now Green Bay. Green Bay looks, looks like because they have great skill players. Uh huh. Their receivers are good. Eddie Lacy's playing well, and obviously Aaron Rodgers is great. He has Aaron Rodgers has 18 touchdowns, one interception this year. Now look at the AFC. Who do you think? I mean, we beat the Colts. Uh, yeah, the one the time Colts, the Colts, the Colts just, are but they're on a five game win streak, and they just look, they look like they're coming together. I mean, and but that's a thing that you can say about the Eagles. Like maybe you're right. Maybe the Eagles are that good. Eagles lost one game, correct? Yes, one game. And uh, Cincinnati looks like oh my the, god, Cincinnati what the just, hell happened they, there? Three weeks ago, everyone was saying they're the best team in the league. Um, that's the thing with the NFL. Like you just don't know from week to week. Yeah, you just don't know. I mean, Detroit. Detroit looks pretty good. Detroit looks pretty good at times. And, at and times. Th- that's a scary. I mean, Stafford's not playing well, but you were also they were playing without Kevin Johnson the past few games and right. still winning. So Buffalo they, stinks and they yeah, beat Buffalo. them a couple weeks ago. So. Yeah. Who in the AFC? I mean, you got New England. Uh, I'll tell you what. I wouldn't. I, I mean, obviously you have Denver. Denver, yeah. I, I wouldn't count New England out, dude. Look what Tom Brady's doing with no. Weapons. I know. He's got no weapons. They're five and two. Well, that's what the, like all the all that nonsense. You know, everyone says when they talk about McNabb, like McNabb deserves this, McNabb deserves this. He had no weapon. Tom Brady hasn't had a weapon his entire uh, career. Uh, other, one. Than, other than the year with Randy, Randy Moss. Moss, I mean, what did they even win the Super Bowl that year? No, they did not. Yeah, so the, I it's mean, like what receivers. I mean, Deion Brand. I mean, he had nice receivers, but like. Everyone's like, oh, Don McNabb never was surrounded with weapons. Well, dude, look who Tom Brady's thrown to this year. Look at his running backs, too. He hasn't had, like, the elite no, running back than, either. Other than Gronk, like, come yeah. on. They, they, just had a, they just had a stat. He's the most winningest single player in the history of the NFL. Like, of all players who played in games, 
his winning percentage is That's not just quarterbacks. Everybody, anybody, everybody in a certain amount of I think he's like one fifty something and forty something. Now here, here's a, if you could be any athlete, who would you be? Any athlete? Mm, any athlete? And don't take like uh, getting hurt and consider it like. Yeah, I just I'm just saying like with a physical ability, like with their life, if you could trade lives with any lives with any athlete, who would it be? I mean, Tom Brady's up there, but I feel like you're gonna go like tennis or like no, yeah, or like yeah, yeah, golf yeah, or yeah, something yeah. like that. I want to be Serena Williams. <laughs> um, stop. Start, uh, start doing some squats. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't mind being LeBron. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't mind being like a guy like Rory Mack or like. But I mean, dude, it's got to be pretty nice to be Tom Brady. Yeah, I feel like Tom Brady would be my choice, just because. Now, let's. I mean, he's Le- a good-looking dude. I mean, no homo, but he's a good-looking. Yeah, dude. he is. Good-looking dude, hot wife. Yeah. Um, just a like tremendous the, a quarterback, good like good leader, great leader, like um, a good off the field guy. You know, he just seems like he has. Yeah, like, why? Let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Peyton Manning's just not a good-looking dude. I mean, honestly, like the no, like he looks like he ran, he ran he he ran a 40-yard dash in a 39-yard gym. I don't have any sound effects available. But why does Peyton Manning get all these endorsements and Tom Brady gets no endorsements? Because Tom Brady probably here, – here's what I think. I think Tom Brady gets the gets calls to endorse things. But like we said before, what's his wife? Giselle Budge – what's her last yes, name? Giselle yes. Brady. Yes. She uh, is – Giselle's like making more than he is. So Tom Brady doesn't need like advertising money. He's like, I'd rather not waste my time. Like he, he, it would have to be something where he's not making a fool of himself. Like I feel like Tom Brady has like good. He's got like the street cred. Like he just doesn't. He's like, I'm not going to do any old thing. Like I need to ha- maintain this image of like this cool, calm, collected, composed dude. And I think that's what he's doing, and it's working. But you don't, like you said, you don't see him. Uh, you don't see anything about him out there. Which I like. I I think he's like you don't know he he keeps to himself. It's a private little life. I like that better than than you know the guys that you see on every single part. I mean Peyton Manning's on and on advertising three or four different things every single week. Tom Brady doesn't, and you just it's like that little little mystique and mystery about him. But then he comes on the field and he's just unbelievable. Like you don't he, Tom Brady never let you in on right. on everything. And with with this day and age of like Twitter and you know, knock, hard knocks and all this stuff where it's everything's behind the scenes. You don't get that behind-the-scenes look at Tom Brady. Tom Brady has carefully plotted and planned not to put himself in the public eye in a negative way or even give him, like, that personal, you know, give, give that behind-the-scenes look at Tom Brady's life. Chicken parm, you taste so good. <laughs> that's so weird. That's a great commercial. I love that commercial. That's just funny. You flip flop more than Miss Anelli won the uh, on Peyton Manning. No, I like the commercial. That, no, no, look, look. Any, I agree. Any, anytime, like, like the same things being said about uh, Clayton Kershaw now mm-hmm. can't win the like great regular season. Like anytime, I feel bad for guys like Clayton Kershaw and Peyton Manning because anytime people say you're the best regular season, that means like you can't produce or you're a great player, but yeah, like I feel bad for like Clayton Kershaw had one bad pitch this postseason. And it costs. And it costs him. The, and it costs him the series. Because you don't have and baseball. Baseball is so much is, is more difficult. I feel like you 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 get enough throws in in yeah. football that you 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 get them in. You you know if you're throwing interception, you can always get it back. Yeah. 
Like baseball, it's one of those things. You make one mistake, it could be you walk, you like serve one up or hang one. It could be a one nothing game. Like you lose one nothing, and well, that's like just the, unfortunate. Like the Phillies, uh, Halliday lost to Carpenter one nothing. Yeah, that was gave gross. up a run in the first inning, and that was uh, really bad. That's that's yeah. still that still pains me. But um, yeah, Clayton Kershaw. Um, by the way, nobody's beating the Giants this year. The, the Royals aren't beating the Giants. No. I'm saying nobody. Like Everyone has a shot. The, world, the Royals aren't beating the Giants. Yeah, the there, Giants look good. There's not. My, my buddy goes, yeah, but the Royals have home, home field advantage. Dude, I, I couldn't care less about home field advantage in baseball. That's like the nothing. Shitty, that's like the thing. nothing it's in the, baseball. It's the same thing, and I think we've gone back to this like with the Phillies. I, I had no idea who had home field advantage because it's based on the All-Star game. So well, I, I, I'll tell you who did. No, because the Phillies won in five. Well, wasn't it five? Games? No, two thousand eight. Did they do that in two thousand eight? I feel like the Phillies got. Uh, Phillies had home field advantage well, in two thousand eight. Then they must have won the All Star. No, the All Star game that, has that been going on oh, for it's a while since like two thousand one or two. Okay, it's been going back a while. So the Phillies. Had but home, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah, but I know they had home field advantage. But like that that's nothing in baseball. But that's like the one thing that's that you don't really. I mean, it's it's very interesting because. The home field advantage, like this year, I have no idea who, because I just the, didn't the, follow that All Star game. American when the when the American when the Phillies win, yeah. wins every year, they win the All Star game. But all-star. when the Phillies are good, you, you that be that game, you're gonna stay up to watch the whole entire thing and like get pissed off when they take out guys or like get, you know it's like because you want them to win because your team has a as a legitimate uh-huh. shot. Although 2008, I mean, we started hot. Uh, I just think that you, you never knew, you didn't really know, but that was. Uh, now I just don't even watch the All Star game because like yeah, what's it, what's it going to matter? Joke. Yeah. By the way, did you see how did you see George Brett after the Royals won? He looks like he can still play. Yeah. He looks great, and Schmidt looks great. Like they should do like a celebrity thing now, like those guys hitting and fielding now. Like it's, let's you, settle this. Let's settle this once and for all. But are they like? Did you was I didn't see George was George Brett like fielding ground balls and hitting or was he no, just he like was standing in, no, there? He was, in, he, was in, he was like in the press box, but dude, he looked like he he looked like he was. Great shape. It looked like he could still play. He just looked great. So you're not talking about like, okay, let's see who can hit and field the best. You're talking about like a, no, almost I, a Hall of Fame beauty contest. No, no, I'm saying let's get both of those guys. Let's settle who's the greatest third baseman of all time. Let's settle it now when they're both 50 <laughs> or however old they are. Get them out in the field. Take some fielders. See how see who's got more range at this age. I like the. So, but you're basing that on just how they look. Yeah, they but look they, like they can still play. Dude, well, dude so look, the, look at Icky Woods. Look at the commercial. Look at Icky Woods. Does he look like he can still play? No, but that's a great commercial. A great commercial. But dude, he looks some cold cuts. He looks absolutely atrocious. I feel like football players that your entire life they're telling you to bulk up, bulk up, bulk up, yeah, and then know, everyone's like, "Stop eating." Yeah, but dude, look at like guys like Jeff Saturday and Mike Golden, yeah. like Mark Schlereth on TV. A lot of those guys lose weight, like when they're done playing. See, I lose weight when I'm done playing because, like, I was like 280 when I played. When I was like, remember, I was like real that. I was like pretty. I was strong. Yeah, I was like yeah, jacked up, yeah. and I, that was. I mean, I, yeah. Oh I mean, yeah, I, rem- I was remember, strong. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if you tell me to remember, I guess I should remember. Yeah, oh, I remember. <laughs> but uh, the, when like now I'm so much skinnier because I I don't I don't lift as heavy. Yeah. And it's just like I just I'll lose weight. I'm like one of those people who will lose weight prior before I gain weight. Like I'm not, right. I'm never going to worry about like getting old and getting like fat. I'm going to worry about getting old and like being like feeble and real skinny. And everyone's just like calling me a pencil neck and 
things like that. I'm just like that's what that's what concerns me yeah. more than the getting fat thing or like being a skinny guy and having like a big fat belly. I need to like, but you, as you get older, I feel like you you stay in shape in like weird way. Like doing yard work, surprising. No, I'm because I we, we talked about this. By the way, I want to I, I have to gloat a little bit because the the uh, I don't know association that deals with grass and such agricultural club of America they they said that it's better to mow your leaves than it is to rake them it's better for the grass well, I always mow the leaves you always make fun of me for mowing the leaves you tell me I'm lazy well you are lazy but I do it too <laughs> I don't know I don't think I'll ever touch a rake again it doesn't make any sense to me like just mow them and it takes it's a pain in the ass but like what they tell you now is to mow it and just like chip them up. Yeah. And if there's so, an overload of leaves, then run over it once quickly with the bag, and you'll suck like some yeah, of them up, yeah. but you'll leave it. But what they said the that's best for the grass. The, but what about the ones that get like really matted into the into the lawn? Like you know that sometimes you have to get that rake to like get just leave those. Nah. Well, like I mean, I mow. I don't. I don't let things get that matted in. I mean, like it's not like I'll ch- I'll chop them. Your hair. <laughs> I'll chop them up like here and there. I just don't. Right. I won't let them like. Uh, won't let them get that bad. But I don't. I just feel like I'm. You know, I'm. I'm trying to like do the. I bought a drill for like the first time. I bought like well, a to, to do what, what a cordless drill. Like, I I was shocked at how many how many times I was borrowing like people's drills. Yeah, you do need drills a lot. Drills, like if you're hanging something in the house, yeah. putting something up for the beige or something like that, like the drills drill, are the most yeah. important thing you Dr- can get. The drill's huge. But I'm I like got one of the, the one where you, it has the battery that like it, it straps into like the the saw and all that stuff. Yeah, and it was like. 15 bucks extra, but I was like, well, when I get the saw, my wife's just like, well, what are you going to use a saw for? And it's Yeah, true. you're not going to use a saw. I'm not going to use no, a saw. No. Like, I'm not that handy. Like, I wish I was handy. That's like a skill. Like, forget LeBron James. Like, that's a skill. I Be feel Bob like... Bila. Yeah, like, if you can fix everything, yeah. to me, that's just like, you would save so much money. Like, I, I would love to have enough, you know, skills in that area to just buy a house that's like a piece of... Sh- and just fix it. Yeah, up, and, just, and just... Do yeah, everything myself. You need you need a drill. You need a hammer. Yeah, I have a hammer. You need a little level for when you're hanging. Yeah, I have a level. Um, so I'm. All, yeah, what's I mean, the what's like the 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 essential man kit? Like, is that drill hammer? You need a drill hammer level level. You need. I mean, you need a couple screws. You need a Phillips head and a flat screw flat uh-huh. flathead screwdriver. Yeah. I mean, it depends. Just like a Harry homeowner who's not doing that much. Yeah. You, know, you need that. You don't need a. You don't need a saw. You don't need like um. I feel like you need. You a, don't need a sawzall. I feel it. Like, I feel like I need like a sprocket. You know those. The, yeah, you need one. You because need I feel Alan, like there's you, a. You need, um, what, what the hell? Allen wrench. No, 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 no. It's called a um. The yeah. I forget what the hell it's called. Yeah, you can use it. Actually, I have. I have one of those. I need. I don't have one of those, and I feel like I there's like a thousand things that I'm just like, how am I going to do this? And I'm like trying to twist it with with like a monkey or like some kind of like. You know, little yeah. wrench and stuff, and I'm just like, this isn't working. Like pliers, I feel like you need pliers. Yeah, you definitely need pliers. Um, needle nose pliers. Yeah, you need needle nose pliers. I just feel like you need a couple of things, but like you don't need like the big. You don't need saws and table saws and and um and miter saws and all that kind of stuff. The hell are you gonna use that for? Yeah, like I go into Home Depot and I'm just like, it's overwhelming to me. But I wish I was like real good at good that, that stuff. Like yeah. I, it would just be unbelievable to be like. Oh man, like my refrigerator broke, and I just like pull it out and fix it. Like it's you would save so much money. I feel like 
LeBron. Like some of these guys who who play basketball, they're like gifted so much with basketball. I should have been like, I should have been in trade so I can fix anything. Like Bob Vila, there, like he he knew what he was doing. He had it all. He had it all made, and now it's just just wasted. Just yeah, wasted. it is pretty cool. Like the, when I got my basement refinished, like the guys were like, they literally were just like machines. Yeah, they were just absolute machines. Um. Yeah, so Eagles Super Bowl this year. Yeah, Mark, put that on the calendar. Put that on the calendar. Sixers, Early. Sixers, Sixers plus or minus uh, seventeen have you, have wins. You, have you seen the Sixers roster? This yeah, year? it's bad. There's like they had a good article. They had a good article on it. Uh, just t- talking about like, and I was reading the comments. People were just like, "This has to be like they're just making these names up." I feel like they're like superimposing pictures of old Sixers and just making the names up. Which is like to me a little insulting. I'm just like you know, I'm I'm like jealous right now because the Sixers are tanking so bad. Like as a local guy, like I could have been there, I could have been on the tank. Like Ready? just put me in. Ready? I'm gonna, I won't. I won't. I won't screw up the st- tank. Stop me when you heard one of these names. All right, Drew Gordon. I heard of him, but I'm like also Chris yeah. Johnson, Malcolm Lee, Luke Mabote. Mm-hmm. Alexi Shved, Jakar Sampson, Ronald Roberts, Henry Sims, Casper Ware, and Elliot Williams. Those are those are guys on the Sixers this year. I have news. I, I don't. They're going to be epically bad. They are, and now they're they're going to change that whole entire. They're, Dude, they're by, changing by the, way, the format too. So and by the way, I heard that the, I heard the Sixers. Um, the Sixers were trying to trade Michael Carter Williams during the during the um during the uh, draft, and they're still trying to trade him. Mm-hmm. Dude, like, when are you going to start putting this process? Like, when are you going to start it's building? Never... Like, 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 stop with the, like, dude, by the way, did you see the whole thing with uh, Sarich now? He's not happy over there. His dad's a pain in the ass, and he can't play. Yeah. He's, like, not that good. Yeah. Like, great. So now we got to wait three years for a guy who can't play. Mm-hmm. We're trying to get rid of Michael Carter Williams, who was our number, who was a lottery pick a couple years ago. Like, when are we going to start this thing and start building it? It's not going to happen. And I was talking about this the other day because you have, Frustrating. You have Nerlens Noel and you see glimpses of good of good things, but at the same time, you're like, this guy could just paint out to be like a Javal McGee or you know, like an average NBA power dude, dude, defensive center. Dude, wing players win in the NBA now. Yeah, wing players win, and so, the Sixers have Hollis Thomas. Yeah, and that's the, Hollis you know, Thompson. You, you have Joel, Joel Embiid, who's like the same thing. The upside is there, but at this, you've never like he he didn't do great things at Kansas and he's still learning the game. So I get it. Uh, Michael Carter Williams, obviously has proven himself in the NBA and they're, they're the, he's the one that they're trying to trade. I just, I, I agree. I think the, you know, you have to right now start thinking about because now they're going to be so bad. They're going to change the rules. They're not going to get a good draft pick next year. Uh, and the, I don't even think, I don't even know. This is the draft year that everyone was saying, like, tank for. Like, we have to tank this draft because we need to get, you know, said player. We need to get Jabari Parker. We need to get Andrew Wiggins. Now you look at it, this team, there's, like, this draft class, there's no big time, like, oh, my gosh, we need to get this guy. We need to get this guy. I don't know. I don't know when it's actually going to start, and that's the frustrating thing because – People are going to lose patience with this tank real quick. Yeah, they, I mean, dude, I mean, I'm losing, I'm losing a little bit of patience because you, you look, look at the roster. No one's coming to the games this year. I, I mean, dude, 
is there a player in this year? Okay, so next so next year you hope to have Embiid and Noel. Mm-hmm. And maybe or maybe not Michael Carter-Williams. And then Sarich isn't coming for another couple of years. Yeah. Who knows if he can even play in the first place? It's like, dude, let's go. Like, you can always sell this so many. You can always sell the give us another year yeah, for, for so, so long. long. And I agree. And it's a, it's a frightening thing. My biggest concern is, you know, Brett Brown has the worst job in the world right now because he has to somehow motivate these guys to come and, like, be be ready to play and, and go out there and still, like a Michael Carter-Williams and Nerlens Noel, like the guys you know are going to be there. They have to, it's, it's a frustrating thing. People overlook this a lot because they're like, oh, tank, tank, tank. When you get used to losing, it becomes a big deal. Right. So when you get used, if you're a young player and you get used to losing, it almost it becomes a habit. And when it's a habit, now you're in trouble because your young, talented players who could be great are so used to losing. And I talked about that when we, when we were mentioning uh, Andrew Wiggins playing with LeBron, how it was probably the best thing that could happen to him because this guy's going to suddenly be on a winning team being the top, you know, the top pick. Now he's on a winning team, and now he's going to learn to win. The Sixers are, are breeding these players to learn to lose. And the tank, it, it's, it's, it can only go so far because once it gets to that point where you're, these guys are just are comfortable losing. You just it's over. You, you have nothing. You have nothing to play for now because now your young players are used to losing. You're going to keep drafting other players, and the young players are going to be the ones setting the poor example for the next next team. And it's just a cycle of like you have to have you. This is the year they can't they they tank if they if they can't get a if they'll get a draft pick, but next year is the year that they have to go in all in for one of those big top, like the Kevin Durant or the big top free agents. Like, it can't be bullshitting and playing around. The they problem, they have to but go but for it. But here's the problem. In trying to draw one of those free agents, is why the hell are they going to come to a team in the city who's just been losing and losing? Like, LeBron was different because he's from Cleveland. Mm-hmm. But, like, if this team is so bad for three years, like, Kevin, hey, Kevin, come here. We're going to win all of a sudden. It's like, dude, you have a history of Are you losing. talking to me? <laughs> Uh, no. Okay. No. You, I assume you're talking to Kevin Love and not me. No, Kevin when you Durant. Said, oh, Kevin okay. Durant. Um, yeah, I mean, if they want to continue the history of losing, yeah, Kevin, <laughs> Kevin Owens, come play for us. Kevin, come play for us. Please. But you know what's, gonna, you really, a... you know what's really going to piss me off? When Michael Carter-Williams comes back and he still can't shoot. Yeah. Like, to me... I, like Evan Turner. Like, dude, like, yeah, like Rondo. Are you freaking kidding me? Mm-hmm. You can't shoot a thousand shots a day. Yeah. You have rebounders at the at the end. Like... Go in the morning. It'll take you an hour. You have you have two balls going. And it'll take you forty minutes, forty to forty five minutes to get five hundred shots up, and go back at night. Do the same. You can't get a thousand shots in a day. You can't shoot thousands and thousands of jump shots. I mean, all this is repeti- repetition. Well, that's I don't the, care if your form is ugly. Uh huh. If you shoot all the time, you're going to make shots. Well, that's the thing about that people and people spew a lot of hate at Kobe. I still love Kobe because of his work ethic and uh, what he's how hard he works. He's thirty six years old. But he, he's in the gym more than any other NBA player. I mean, I would bet my my allowance on that, that he's he's in the gym more than any other player. He just outworks other people, and he's become so good. He's, he's very talented. He's very athletic. But you can't tell me that with all the talent and athleticism that are in the NBA, he set himself apart by his work ethic. Yeah, but that's, that's the difference between guys like Jordan, Kobe, mm-hmm. Tiger Woods. Money doesn't drive those guys. Being the best does. Yeah. So then you look at a guy like you look at guys who uh, like Andrew Bynum. He signs. No, like Andrew Bynum signs a huge a contract. And it's what like happens? Whatever. He's like, oh, yeah. I got my money. 
Uh-huh. Like Peyton Manning too. Like Peyton Manning works hard. He's always he does. he's always studying. He's always you know. Yeah. Um, but that's what separates those guys. Like they don't care about the money. Although 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 Kobe, your boy, is pretty selfish. He is selfish. He's selfish because he's making twenty three million dollars a year this year. He's not allowing the Lakers to sign anybody. Look at what look at what Dirk and Tim Duncan did. They're taking like they're making like seven and eight million dollars respectively this year. Yeah. Uh, Dirk cut his salary more than in half. Just to let them sign guys. He's like, all right, we made our money. Mm-hmm. Like Kobe, you're making twenty three million dollars this year. No wonder your team's going to stink. You can't sign anybody. Well, the Lakers, and you can't carry a team anymore. Yeah, and that's that's the biggest problem with the Lakers. Is that's their downfall. Is they 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 are they're relying on on Kobe, and they need to start going back to a team. But I, I have a feeling. I mean, here's the thing. Like Kobe, he's not the player he once was. He I love him. He works hard. He's not the player he once was. So it's tough and. You put him. You, uh, if I'm, I'm I'm a general manager, I'm just like, okay, well, I'm gonna throw, I'm throwing money at Kobe because I respect what he's done for me in the past. I get the Kobe signing. I, you're throwing money because you respect for what he's done for me in the past. And the only reason that people are gonna come and the Lakers are like silently rebuilding. They're trying to get you know they're they're they got uh, Randall. They have some good draft picks. Uh, they have some good young players, but then they also have guys like Steve Nash and Kobe. So what they're trying to do is they're slowly rebuilding, but they're also putting a product on the field on the floor that people are going to come watch. That people are going to the Kobe's salary is going to be paid for in half the season because yeah. all those people are there to see one person. They're not they look at the Sixers. If you look at the roster and you take out Steve Nash, who he's hurt again. Now it's like the the Lakers roster. I mean, you have Jeremy Lin, but you know it's a, a huge draw. I mean, he sort of, but. You look at the Sixers roster and you look at the Lakers roster, it's not, there's not that much excitement. Now, you have to pack the arena in L.A. Sixers are not going to pack anything. You, you sign Kobe, he's paying for his salary by bringing all these people in, and I think that's what's, that's what's so good. Quite a offensive um, tweet. <laughs> um, yeah, I agree, but I, I just think, like, I, I, like, I really like what Duncan and, and Nowitzki did by taking way, way less money. They said, you know what, we've made our money, we're good. Now let's try to continue to win. Um, and I have news for you. I think the Spurs are going to win again this year. Well, Tony Parker, Tony Parker is probably, uh, in terms of the best point guard, he's the best point guard. I, we talked about talent level, but you have to factor so many things into a point guard. It's got to be leadership. Right. It's got to be talent. It's got to be the drive. Right. It's got to you know hitting that jump shot. Pop, the way Pop can just get these guys to play and make the extra pass, uh-huh. it's pretty – it's amazing. It's selfless. They it's, it's, they all play amazing. selfless. It's, it's amazing. And that's what. But here's the thing. Like I feel like Pop knows who he's drafting. He's not going to get oh, an absolutely. arrogant. Absolutely. He's not going to get some arrogant kid. He's not going to get like an. Angel. He's going to get a guy, and that that's going to be uh, a Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, like he's not going to open his mouth. Exactly. He's do whatever he has to do for the team, and he's not going to cause a problem. And here's they have such a great system, and the Spurs are going to be great for so long because. And we talked about this. I was just talking about this. That getting used to winning. You you're gonna get these young players in there, and they're gonna learn that this is the Spurs' way of playing basketball. There's not it's not selfish. We make that extra pass. We do this because they see a Hall of Famer, Hall of Famer, Hall of Famer do it. Now it's like okay, well I can if these guys are Hall of Famers. The, the, Tim Duncan probably the, one of the best at his position, one of the best top five in my opinion basketball players of all time. You have to start thinking about like wow, this he's selfless. And he does the, all the right things, but he's one of the best players of all time. So I can do the same thing if I make that extra pass. The ball's coming. I just think that that mindset of winning 
and selfish or selfless basketball is, is, is what makes the Spurs go. And the young guys are learning how to win. The Sixers, the young guys are learning how to lose and how to, how to jack shots because now they don't have anyone. They don't have that guy. It's not selfless basketball. They're, and it's tough because Brett Brown came from that Spurs organization, and that's what he believes in. And I feel like that's what he's trying to instill. That's why Evan Turner got the boot. But now it's like, what do you do when everyone's selfless, but at the same time, no one can put the ball in the basket. Well, you have a shit season, and now you, 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 get, you start accumulating, and people get used to losing. Better coach, Phil Jackson or Popovich? Popovich. Yeah, without, without yeah. a doubt. Because Popovich did it. Uh, he, didn't have, he didn't have the best. He didn't always have the best players in the league on his team. No, I think. And well, I mean, Duncan was a great player, but he wasn't as. I mean, because you look at Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant made Phil a very good coach, and I'm not saying this as any knock against Phil Jackson. I think he's done an yes, unbelievable thing. He, he's unbelievable. But Kobe Bryant and Michael the, Jordan made right. Phil Jackson the best coach Shaq, of all time. There is something to be said too for managing the egos. He was yeah, very good at that. He was. But Greg Popovich made Tim Duncan the best player ever. Like, Kobe Bryant's one of the best players ever. Michael Jordan's one of the best players. Tim Duncan is one of the best players. Kobe and, and Michael made Phil a better coach. Popovich made Tim Duncan one of the best of all time. And I, I truly believe that. I think Tim's so talented, but, it, you know, he's not going to have that same – same feel in, in this day and age with the NBA, unless he plays for the Spurs. There's nowhere else he could have gone. And it starts with David Robinson and like what they kind of did, Chris Elliott. I love the Spurs. I'm, I'm always going to be rooting for the Spurs. And they're going to be good for a long time, even when those guys retire, because they're going to have that. They're going to get players Yeah. In. They're going to get players in. And when you go there, like you said, when you go there, they're gonna, this is the way the Spurs do it. Uh-huh. We, we, we make the extra pass. We don't care if we play 15 minutes a game. You're going to be ready when your number's called. That's just a it's a selfless way to play. It's just, it's actually refreshing in an age of one on one play and guys trying to score and not passing the ball like the a, like the AU mentality. Mm-hmm. It's actually refreshing how the Spurs do it. It is. Um, you look last year like obviously the Heat had probably more talented players mm-hmm. and the Spurs they didn't sweep them right. It was four one. Yeah, right across them. Yeah. So the show brought to you tonight by Foam Pack, supplier of all Graco products. We're just a phone call away, 888-458-2928. Also, integrated play in Renee Shaw. If you're an athlete looking to transition into a career outside the athletic field, contact Renee, 269-760-3857. And Cross River Realty, specializing in off-campus housing at Temple University. Also, a full-service real estate company located in Philadelphia. Check them out at crossriverrealty.com, 267-460-3857. Five seven three seven. Now, Mike, we have an update. Now, Great Pumpkin Faceoff was our last show. We obviously had a two week hangover because you know it, we we got pretty banged up. I mean, our our producer Rob, he he got banged up. He uh, he may have may or may not have vomited uh, at the sh- at the location of the show. Now, our producer Rob was also in charge of calculating the the votes and things like that with uh with one of the with our lovely Kate who helped us out and served us the drinks what happens when i guess you're very intoxicated to the point where you're going to throw up is you might screw up a few numbers so when i went home uh and like recovered and then kind of punched the numbers of what we had on the uh on the the card that they gave me and the addition 
which was horrifyingly incorrect. We actually we we looked and uh, the the winner was Southern Tier Warlock. That was one hundred percent true. That was great. That was great. Yeah, Southern Tier Warlock won. Um, that scored a forty three. Uh, Mike gave it a nine. I gave it a nine. Dave eight. Brian eight. Rob nine. So that got that was the winner. However, going down from there, it was it was a lot different. So I'm going to just run through the list of uh, first through. Where do we go? Fourteen or twelve? Thirteen, maybe. And the one thing is, we didn't do Elysian. Uh, we didn't do Elysian Dark of the Moon or Elysian uh, Punkachino because, again, when you're when you've been drinking for a while, there's beers that get not handled properly and and they they got lost in the shuffle. So we ended up drinking it after. I think Night Owl or Dark of the Moon, sorry, would have been uh, in my. It would have probably been it's if it's the t- definitely top five of this competition. So is Punkachino. They're very both very good. Uh, and I I look at some of these and I'm just like ah, I should have should have gone higher. So without further ado, first place was Southern Tier Warlock. Second place was Elysian the Great Pumpkin. Third place was Cigar City Good Gourd. Uh, Southern, fourth place Southern Tier Pumpkin. Fifth place uh, Shipyard Pumpkinhead. Sixth place Wirebacher Imperial Pumpkin. Seventh, Fegley's Devious Imperial Pumpkin. Eight, Schlafly uh, Pumpkin. Uh, nine, Shipyard Smash Pumpkin. Ten, Maple Mistress. Uh, Eleven, Elysian Night Owl. And twelve, Dogfish Head Pumpkin. So that was the, the rundown. I would probably, in that, uh, I don't know, City uh, Cigar City Good Gourd was amazing, too. So Yeah, but that, that Warlock was like, you were drinking a dessert. Yeah, like, it that was. That was just like. It was. I mean, that was just. A home run. It was a home run. So those were the that was the final for the uh, Great Pumpkin Face Off. That's what the official standings were. Now that we are all sober enough to uh, calculate those. Now, Mike. Yes. Uh, we talked about this a little before. Next week on the show, we have a very very special guest, and I'm not going to tell you who it is. I want you, your on air reaction when he calls in. Now it's a, it's a celebrity. Uh, it's it's someone you you know. It better uh, not be Jeff Owens. No, it's not someone you know personally. Okay. It's someone you've heard of. Okay. And I feel like so, it would be someone you'd be into. So, okay. So. Yeah, it's okay. de- it's a definite celebrity. So you. Okay. It's someone that you'd be like, oh my, your your yeah, yeah. your jaw is gonna we hit got, the floor. We got him on. Okay. Yeah. So you're gonna be you're gonna be real excited. And I, I can I can. All right. I'm I'm just I. I feel like we need a camera crew. I might film next week's episode just so I can see a reaction when uh, when they call in gonna be a good time all right i'm looking forward to that yeah so uh you know surprise guest for mike next week and and when we go through uh we actually this the the lineup of guests that we have coming up uh it's 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 very exciting we're going to start announcing those the week before uh so you guys can make sure that you tune in uh we've we you know we partner with, with a few people who uh in the pr business who are you know, looking out for our best interest, and we're getting a lot of good guests uh, upcoming. I mean, we had Tommy John, we were on a roll, and then it just, it was, we, we Mike and I talked, and it said, in a one-hour show, it was tough, because, you know, we have yeah. some guests that, that weren't that good, that we got, who weren't, like, really big time, and they were, they just talked the entire time, and you're like, this is kind of nonsense that yeah. they're talking yeah. about, and then people stopped listening. We need those good guests, like, Tommy John was amazing. Uh, Ray Dinger was, you know, guys Ray like Dinger. That. Ray Dinger was uh, was amazing as well. Alex, 
Awumi. Yeah. He was amazing. Yep. Uh, that was a that was a really really big show. So we're Tim start- Legler. Tim Legler. Yeah. Like that, yeah. We're starting to get those good guests back, and we're gonna you know promise you guys that we're gonna get those good guests, and they're gonna be filling up uh, every week. We'll we'll try to have a top one starting next week with uh with the 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 guests that we will be bringing in to surprise Mike with, and uh, so keep tuning in. Uh, sorry about the technical difficulties tonight. It was a little, little crazy, crazy to start. Uh, we also are, have been saying, uh, we're going to start going out and doing more live feeds. I feel like once a month we're, we're going to try to get out there on a weekend on a Friday or Saturday night and do a live feed at a local place or something like that, just because it's good to support the locals and also to kind of get ourselves out there. But that's also what led to the technical difficulties because when the show started, it's like, we're putting everything back together, yeah. and it's like yeah, it's when you like, do things like, wrong. It's not like you have people. You just come in, and everything's already set this yeah. up. We're going live at eight at seven o'clock. Exactly. This is our show, yeah. so like we are like the ones responsible for everything. So we set up the show. We we do all that stuff. So sometimes when the show when we set up the show, it, we we have a glitch or, or or two, and it ends up uh, costing okay. us about two minutes. Real quick, there was there was um, thirteen NFL games played so far this week. Uh huh. How many games do you think I pick correctly against the spread? I'm in that thing every week. Four. Three. <laughs> like that's hard. That's that's hard to do. I'm, that is I'm, hard I'm, to I'm do. I'm so bad this year, Kev, that I swear you should look at my picks and go right to a bookie with the other ones. I like, feel pick against it. I'm so three out of three out of thirteen. That's horrible. I guess Governor Christie listens to the show because he he's, yeah. he's he's just saying, listen, I'm, should, I'm legalizing sports betting because dude, of the matchup such, zone. It's such a weird. Year though with the NFL, like, go- yeah, like, like Jacksonville crushes Cleveland today, and just against the spread it's hard too. Yeah, it is. You know, if I, you're picking straight up, it's a little easier, but against the spread, uh, next week I'm gonna I'm gonna experiment. I'm just gonna pick all underdogs. But I feel like there's a lot of people have to be ha- having tough games. I mean, no one's predicting St. Louis to even be no. close in that Seattle well, game. See, that was a six and a half. Seattle was favored by six and a half. So you, you're, it, everyone's it, picking it, Seattle. But in St. Louis, so yeah. But still, I mean, Seattle versus St. Louis. I, I know, but Super Bowl goofy champs. things happen though. A, an interception return for a touchdown, a, 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 a turnover on the Jackson Jacksonville smacks Cleveland. That's what I mean. Indian, like, Indianapolis not even close. Smokes, smokes Cincinnati. Shuts out Cincinnati. Buffalo beats Minnesota. But like like, that's look like at a, the Jets, the Jets look horrible. Chicago. Right. The Jets the Jets are horrible mm-hmm. and they're a blocked field goal away away from beating New England this way. Like it's just such yeah. a weird year to predict. It is. It's just it's just so hard. But you know what? It's fun though, going in every week. I agree. You have no idea what's gonna go on. You know, the Eagles play Arizona next week. That's gonna be a very good game. Mm-hmm. In Arizona, it's gonna be a tough game for the Eagles to win. Um, and then they have thank- that Thanksgiving game, Kevin. Oh I'm, man. Against Dallas on Thanksgiving. Is there anything better than Thanksgiving's my Thanksgiving's my favorite holiday now. I love it, and I'm ever since about for about five years, like just all day. You wake up, mm-hmm. you relax. You don't, you know, you relax. You the food's cooking early. You got, you know, it's cold. You got the fire. Maybe you have a fire going mm-hmm. or whatever. Light a couple candles in the house. It smells good. And then every year you sit down and watch football. But now you're like, we got the Eagles Cowboys. Yeah, on. I mean that's going to be like what time? What time is that game? Because uh, I know I know Don from Fairfax. I go and yep. spend my Thanksgiving with my buddy Don from Fairfax. Uh, and well, here, I'll try to. I'll tell you what, Don from Fairfax last night. Don from Fairfax probably is not calling in tonight because uh, we, we it was a big Manhattan night uh, last night. We went to a wedding uh, for for my wife's uh, family, and uh, Don and I were going drink for drink, and ended up uh, it ended up costing 
costing Don a, li- a little bit. I don't so. know if I like the time of this game. What Jeff. is it? Four thirty. Oh, that's the shittiest time. That's the worst that can, thing that could happen because everyone like Thanksgiving. And like, like we usually eat around five, five thirty, like between saying. five and six, probably five thirty ish, six maybe you eat. Now it's like, do you go? Be, do you eat real quick at three? Uh huh. And be ready by four thirty, or do you? you I mean, you can't, you can't wait till seven thirty to eat. Like no. by the time you know eight I, o'clock. I feel like I feel you, like you're just got to eat in front of the TV. I sure. feel like you gotta you gotta you gotta go for the six o'clock dinner and, 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 hope, it's and hope it's half time. Yeah, you're right. But my biggest thing eat is real like real quick at halftime. My uh, my wife's family they 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 like to sit down and take your time and let's eat and just yeah, well who doesn't you know yeah and know. it's I mean it's like we're sitting at the table for what, an hour or two. This year, it's going to be a different story. Like, I'm going to have to be watching that Eagles, Eagles-Cowboys Eagles game, and I'm going to be in Redskins territory, which is even worse. So that's what that, – it's going to be a tough. I'm going to have to – I'm going to have to t- – sometimes I'll tell my wife, I'll be like, listen, this is what's well, what, happening. What are the other games? What other times could the games be? Like? Well, Detroit. I don't know what time Detroit plays because they're the only – they're the other that, team. Do they play at, like, one? I think probably. No, like, it's probably a later game. Usually there's, like, a But there's, game. like, always an early game. Is three games now? Or? I think there's three games. There's a Thursday night game. There's the the oh, four thirty, the, and then the there's like the Thursday one o'clock. Yeah, game, there's like the one o'clock. So it's like one four thirty and seven thirty or eight o'clock. That would have been great that if that eight, Eagles that Cowboys was at one o'clock. Or eight? No, like I would go for an eight o'clock. Eight o'clock maybe. would be good. Yeah. It's, although the turkey makes you tired, you'd be asleep by halftime. Yeah, tryptophan. Yeah. You just drink a lot of just keep keep the drinks flowing. That's it. All right. So Mike and I will be back next week. Special guest tuning in. Uh, we'd like to thank our again our sponsors, Foam Pack, uh, Integrated Play, and Cross River Realty. Uh, we'd also like to thank uh, everyone our, for our sh- callers. <laughs> all our cars, everyone for showing up last week. We had a great or two weeks ago. We had a great time. Uh, it was a, it was just a great atmosphere to to do the show, and uh, we really appreciate everyone taking some time out to come out and uh, call in and everything like that. We we appreciate it. We'll be back uh, next Sunday night with special guests and uh, guests are coming every week. We'll be out out there uh, as well every week trying to uh, meet new people and uh, get the show out there to a few more locals. Uh, Mike and I look forward to uh, talking to you guys next week. We will uh, see you guys on the – see you guys – I don't know. The 26th. What? The – October 26th. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we'll see everyone on the – oh, son of a bitch. Son of a biscuit. Yeah, we'll see everyone on the 26th. I don't know what I just did here. Later.